Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning right now. Hot today is going to be 75. It might rain a little bit. We'll see. Uh, Clark, unfortunately, uh, is not going to be able to make it today. He had to run to West Virginia to pick up a few things for his mamaw. But So how are you doing today, Braden? I'm doing pretty good. I just got off work probably, what time is it? It's 10.18. I got off work probably probably an hour and a half ago. So it's been a, been a very long morning, but we're here. It's a, it's a new, I guess you could say it's a new day. Yeah. Anything interesting happened between Sunday and today? Um, no, not really. I went up to went up to the South Olson and walked the island with my dog and my mom. So that was pretty cool. Did I don't you, usually do that. So did you go like where the dam was and like walked like at the trails or where? You, you know go? where the weirs is up top, mm-hmm. up further from where we park. We went up there. Like where the dam is, right? Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is that where we walked that one time trying to find a fishing spot and we were kind of walking the trail a little bit? And we bit? went on the other side of the island? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we walked okay. around that island. Yeah. yeah, I know where that's at then. Yeah, I seen a fish. I wanted to catch it. Did you have anything with you? No. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, I went to the fly shop and I was like, dang, I should have brought my fly rod. They were sipping midges on top and I was very, very tempted, but I couldn't throw a rock or nothing at them. So. Hmm. Has your mom ever been up there other than the other day? She's been up there several times, but she's never like, Cause like we went up on top of the dam, and you know how you can drive across it. Yeah, we've been up there, but she's never been on the island or anything. So maybe she's trying to get her in some waders and get her in the water. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, I don't think she would do that. Yeah, she might get in my boat, but I don't think she's gonna walk that river. Honey bun would probably join you walking in the water. No, she hates that water. Oh really? She hates it. I would, she had nothing to do with it. Probably because it's so cold. It is cold. It's pretty freaking cold. Does she cold. like water though? Like in general? No, not at all. No. Oh well. I wish she did. But she doesn't. Yeah, I She's don't more think of a woods dog. Yeah, that dog isn't. Well, the breed of that dog isn't really isn't really a water type. I guess you would say. Well, she's part beagle. Hmm. So I mean, I don't know if beagles really like the water. Like I you don't said, they're more of like a hunting dog. Because I had a beagle before. His name was Lemon, but he didn't like water either. What is with me and naming my dogs after food? Lemon, I got honey, lemon bun. honey bun. Oh, I get an obsession. But it is what it is. So, what'd you do this week? Uh, well. Today's Wednesday. Um, I didn't do that much, actually. Uh, actually, my dad's birthday was Monday. I was supposed to work, but I kind of, you know, gave that shift away. And I don't have to work till Friday again, so that's nice. I'm off for the majority of the week. Um, so yesterday, well, on Monday, we did a few, We went out for my dad's birthday, so that was pretty nice. We went out to eat at a pretty good restaurant. And uh, I say yesterday, I tried to get my boat started again, but... That didn't happen, but that's, I guess, the majority of my week. Yeah, me, you, and Clark, after the podcast, went over and we spent, like, probably an hour and a half to two hours trying to get the thing to start, but we never could get it to work. Yeah, well, we figured out that it didn't have spark, but to where there's a safety switch where it has to be pushed in all the time, so if you're falling off the boat, it pushes it off, and it cuts the motor and cuts all power. So we figured out that that switch was off, so I had to push it in, and it gave spark to the motor. But now it's still not starting, so I'm thinking it's may- it might be a fuel issue. I'm not sure. I'll have to look more into it. I might even have to take it somewhere to get looked at. Yeah, you might have to, because there's some, there's not hard, there wasn't hardly any fuel in there from last season, was there? There wasn't nothing, but I mean, we put fuel in there, and the only thing I'm kind of thinking is it has an electric primer. It's not like the primer bulb. Mm-hmm. You just turn the key over, push it, and it primes it itself. And I'm not hearing the noise like it made last year when it primed it. So I'm thinking maybe that primer's not working, so it's not getting the fuel to the engine to start it. But I'm not sure. I'm not a mechanic, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not big on motors. So. Yeah. All right, guys, so I think we're going to jump into creation now. As you all know, if you've been following the last two podcasts, we're on part three now. We're going to be talking about day six and day seventh. 
On day six is when uh, God created the land animals and the humans. And then on day seven, of course, is when God rested, which is the Sabbath day. So I'm going to let Braden get into day six and kind of read some verses and go over it. So Braden's going to be reading uh, on NKJV. And then when I get into the day seven, I'll be reading KJV. All right, so this is Genesis chapter 1, verses 24 through 31. It's a lot of verses, but just stay with me for a second. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb, that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. All right, so we're going to go back to verse 24. And uh, this is sort of like the last episode where he created the sea animals and everything like that. Just talking about how he created the cattle and every creeping thing and every beast of the earth, each according to its kind, which how we kind of talked about in the last episode that every animal has a different structure, but they all belong to a... Same category. Same category, yeah. So, and that is honestly all the way through verse 25. So verses 24 and 25 kind of talk about how we talked about in last episode that each animal that he has made has a different structure but belongs to a certain category. So then verse 26 is where he makes man. And it says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And episode, episode one, right? Yeah, it was uh, part creation. one of the correction, yeah. So episode one, we talked about how God made us in his image, but we really didn't talk about how he what he meant in our image. And Cole brought up a really good point that it can mean Jesus and God in our image. So he's saying that he made us in Jesus and God's image, which is technically the same person, but he used a plural kind of way of saying it. Yeah, and I think we should go along the lines. I wouldn't say more on Jesus, but Jesus is on earth, and he walked like how we do today. Yeah. And we need to walk how Jesus did and try to be, I guess, as less sinful as we can be and try to be the best person that we can be like he did. Well, if we strive for Jesus and we continuously focus on him, then that will definitely take a lot of our sin away because if we keep our eyes on him, we won't want to sin. We won't want to make bad decisions. So he continues on to say, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So we look at... You go you go out in nature. You go to these fabulous spots on earth and you see all these beautiful animals and you really don't stop to think about that we have dominion over them so you sit there and you look at him like wow this is beautiful this is this is look at what he made but you have to turn around and look at yourself and you're like we he loves us more than them because he said that we have dominion over them so we mean more to him than the animals do technically yeah, he put us in control of him and 
You know, like it kind of it's kind of pretty amazing when you think about it because sometimes I watch like the Discovery Channel mm-hmm. and it'll show different clips from like Africa and parts of the world where they have these huge lions, elephants, like like these huge animals, and just to think that we have dominion over them and we control them, I mean, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I that's that's crazy. But the thing that clicks for me is we see everything as being gorgeous, these animals. You look at a dog, and you're like, oh, man, it's so cute. You look at a tiger, and you're like, wow, that thing is a beast. But you, like it says right here, we have dominion over everything. So we, in God's eyes, are a lot more than them. And that's what's crazy to me because I go out, I, I'm a, I literally live in nature. I'm a fishing guide. And I look at these fish, and I'm like, wow, these are gorgeous. Like, it's perfect. But to to God, I'm a lot more perfect than that thing is, that fish, that animal, whatever. And when God sent Jesus on the earth, he sent, have how it says that um, it's made in our image, which is, and Jesus is, is a part of that. It's Jesus and God. So when Jesus went on earth, I believe that Jesus looked the same and pretty much had the same genetic makeup that we did because if we made us exactly like him, like it says in our image, then he'd be the same as us. Other than, mm-hmm. of course, he he has no sin. He's a perfect human being. I mean, besides that, I mean, we're pretty close to what Jesus was when he was on earth. Yeah, and a lot of people, I think a lot of people think that they debate whether he's white or black or whatever, but he's Middle Eastern, so he looks like looks like he's from Saudi Arabia, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter about the race of him at all. No, I mean it's the son of God. Who really cares what he I looks like? I mean, exactly. Like. like if you're, let's say, if you're an African American, and you're and and people, I mean, most people like in the books that I've read when I was little, they uh, they kind of see Jesus as being a white person, which I don't believe is true. But if you see someone that's African American and maybe they get mad, they're saying, "Oh, how do you know Jesus is white?" You know, it doesn't matter about race. That's just what they're portraying him as. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, because. Realistically, we have we don't have any pictures of Jesus Christ because you couldn't take photos back then. But you have to look at the region that he was born in. You have to look where he's from in the area that he grew up in. And in our terms, he's Middle Eastern, which is Saudi Arabia, Afghanistani, stuff like that. Which I mean, again, you never know. Like we talked about, how things change over time. Yeah, things in Saudi Arabia now or in Middle East, like Iraq and places like that, the people that look. The people that look like that now could have looked a lot different back then. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, there it could have not been written down. I mean, it could have been, could have been kind of like where the Indians controlled North America, and there was Indians here. But when the white people moved in, now there's white people here. Stuff like that. I mean, it could easily change. It just could have not been getting. Yeah, written people down. can migrate migrate from different countries at yeah. any given point. So you really you never know. It's kind of, it's just a big mystery. So it's I think it's pretty awesome that there's. So many things in the Bible that's unknown to us, yeah, that we'll never figure out. But if, I mean, we'll eventually be able to figure out in heaven. I can't wait to figure it out. I'm gonna look up and be like, "Oh my god!" I feel like when I get to heaven, I'm, I'm just gonna be like, you know, that game Twenty Questions. That's someone ask. I'm gonna be like in the room oh, yeah. of God and just ask him like Twenty Questions. Like, like hey, just continuously. How did this happen? How did this? You know, why? Why did you do this? What? Huh? How'd you? How'd you do that? How'd you? Show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to skip down to verse 27. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God, he created him. So once again, it kind of goes back to he created us in his image. So Yeah, in the last in the first podcast, this is really the verse we focused on. We looked on 27, but we never really looked at 26. Yeah, uh, I forgot a part. It says male and female, he created them at the end of verse 27. Sorry. 
All right, so down to verse 28. It says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So the last part of this verse is kind of a continuation of what we've already spoke on of dominion, how we have dominion over everything. But the first part says, He blessed us. Then it says, He said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and uh, fill the earth and subdue it. So he what he's saying here is reproduce. Basically, it's literally all it's saying is he he blessed us with from his image. Then he's telling us to go to go reproduce and populate this earth and make more of you. That's basically all he's saying in this verse. Then he goes on to say verse 29, and God said, "See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food." So every Every plant, I guess you could say, that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, we are allowed to eat it. That is our food. Yeah, or like it says, every tree yielding fruit. So like, um, I mean, you have apple, tree, apple trees, peach, tree. peach trees. I was about to say peach trees. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much anything like fruit and vegetable wise, God is giving that us for our food or for our meat. Like you got like, there's so many things, but kind of like, like peppers. So I don't know why I said peppers. I hate peppers. <laughs> I don't even know why that came into my mind. Verse 30, it says, Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every herb, every green herb for food. And it was so. So basically, verse 29 was talking about us, to us, that we are allowed to eat everything that yields seed. And then verse 30, he tells the animals that. Because as you know, birds eat seed. you got cows eat grass. So he's given them permission to eat the similar things that we eat. So that way we can be in um, harmony. And you have to think at this point, too, when God created Adam, the world was perfect. Yeah. Nothing was, there was no sin at all. So at this point in time, um, like today, we see animals as meat. We see animals mm-hmm. as a food. And it says that later on in the Bible that that is, that is our meat. He put that on earth for us. But at this point in time, God gave them just the fruit and just the seed for them to eat because the animals... I mean, the, I guess the animals were kind of like their friend. They were their companion, yeah. you know? They didn't have them or didn't see them as meat until the world changed. Well, it's kind of like, how you know how Eve ate the apple of the forbidden tree? So, at that point in time, all they ate was fruit and stuff like that. They, they didn't eat the animals because the animals and Adam and Eve lived in harmony. They lived together. Once that sin took place, it separated man from everything else that God has created because we have sinful desires while everything else does not. Yeah, it changed literally everything that you can think about on earth. So the last verse, verse 31, that God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good, so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And So go ahead. Oh, sorry. One thing I was going to kind of add on this, and he said that, Everything was good, and it was he pretty much is saying it was perfect. So what's yeah. pretty awesome about this is, you know, when God first made Adam and Eve, he knew that it was a perfect world, but also he knew that Eve was going to eat from that tree. He planned for the world to be perfect and then for it to turn to how it is today for us to obviously have free will and stuff. So I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, God he, I mean, God is so great, and he can predict, I mean, everything. And it's, it's a pretty amazing thing that he would create one thing, and then make it happen to a totally different thing other than just, like, I mean, he could have just created the world how it is today and put Adam and Eve on it. No, 
he made it perfect to give them that choice. Yeah. Give them that choice to choose from that tree or to live in that perfect life. A lot of people don't understand. I'm, I mentioned to several people about how God gave us free will, but they don't. And they always turn and ask me the same question. Well, if God give us free will, why didn't he just make it to where we can't make bad decisions? I want, I want you to think about this. If God made us all the same, we were all like robots, then there wouldn't be really any life goals. We would all love the same thing. There wouldn't be all these different personalities, all these different great people. It'd be but boring, really. It really would, because we would live in a continuous cycle of the same thing every single day, and it wouldn't be fun. We wouldn't have these new adventures. We wouldn't have new discoveries of God. We wouldn't be able to learn anything about our faith and stuff like that. And then a lot of people don't understand how our free will works. So I'm going to use this example. You go into class, like me. Let's just say me, okay, because I've done this. The teacher knows you're not going to do the homework, but she gives it to you anyway. She gives you that option to do it, even though she knows that you're not going to do it. She gives you that free will to choose whether you're going to do it or not, but she knows you're not going to do it. So it's the same thing. God gives us that option, but he still knows what we are and what we're not going to do. So I think that's a really good example of how our free will works, something like that. And people talk about how, you know, God is so great. Why don't he make it to where there's just no sin in the world and everything's perfect? Well, guess what? He did that. But Adam and Eve have that free will to choose what they did, and they chose to choose from that tree, which they knew what was going to happen when they did it. Yeah. But, you know, that was their decision. God put that decision for them because they have free will. Yeah, I mean, free will is a very, I wouldn't say sensitive topic, but sometimes wish they didn't have free will so that they wouldn't have to worry about making all these bad decisions. But I like free will because some bad decisions that I've made in my life have gotten me closer to God, have gotten me more in tune with who God is. And I, I'm really starting to understand who he is. But like I said in the previous episode, I'm not even close to understanding him fully. But every day and all the decisions I make, every decision I make, I ask God that I make the right decision. And I used to not do that. And it's those bad decisions that have happened in my life have got me to that point. Yeah, I mean, those bad decisions that you make, <clears throat> it can really make you start to realize and to think and make you get closer to God like it has for you or for maybe you guys. I, I'm not really sure, but it might have happened to you guys because, and there's been things in my life too, Braden, that I've strayed away from God so much. And just one day I sat down and realized, you know, what am I doing? Yeah. And that really gets me closer to God because I'm so far away. And then that, you know, that Holy Spirit's tugging at me saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that puts me back on that right path. Yeah, I mean, there's, like you said, there's been times where you sit down and you think, you're like, why am I even, I shouldn't even be in this situation. And you want to think, like, why would God allow this to happen? But then you have, then you, then you realize, I made that choice. I mean, I mean, there's not, there's nothing else to it. I made that decision. He didn't make that. I did. And all, all the decisions, you know, I've had some regrets in my life. But overall, I'm glad of the bad decisions that I've made because those bad decisions have put me on the right path, as you know, you've said. The bad decisions, I feel like a lot of times, or the, even the bad things that happen in our life, are literally just stepping stones to get us closer to they God. They make us who we are today. Oh, for sure. And without them, we wouldn't be who we are. You know, it's There's a song called, Who Am I to Be Loved by You? Like, who am I? Like, why me? I have so many scars. I've made so many bad decisions. I've been... I've been in so many bad situations. I've denied you. I've done everything. Why do you still love me? And that's so amazing to me because if, as Christians talking to non-believers, sometimes 
all the actually all the time. We need instead of preaching to these people, we need to roll up our sleeves and show them our scars. Show them the bad decisions that we've made. Show show them the things that we still struggle with. And we need to give a good example too, because if we're living the same life that the non believers are, they're gonna be like, Well, I'm the same as you. Yeah. So why do I need to do what you're doing? We're doing the exact same thing. Why are you so perfect? But if we if we give a if we live a good life and we show the example and we try to big like Christ, they're gonna notice that and they're yeah. gonna be like they're living this awesome life. They're always happy. Um, what is the Bible? I want to get to know this. I want to see what this is to be a Christian. Yeah, there's another thing I think is cool is at my work. I'm I'm the only one at my work that really preaches the gospel a lot. But you know how I'm leaving work, right? Friday's my last day, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I was like, nobody's gonna be able to spread the gospel anymore. But they got a new guy. His name's Buddy. They got a new guy. I'm not even kidding. His name's Buddy. What's I'll, his last name? I don't know. But um, he's a big Christian, and he, me and him were talking about Jesus Christ and stuff like that. And I looked at him. I said, it's your job now. I said, you continue to spread this gospel. I said, I said there's some people here that don't want to listen, but keep going because that's our job. But I think a lot of a lot of Christians when they talk to non-believers, they they're afraid to show the non-believers who they were because then they're like, "Wow. Like you're not who I thought you were." I've been afraid of that. Like if I tell you everything I still struggle with and everything that I did struggle with, I'm afraid sometimes I'm like they're going to look at me different. They're not going to see me as a Christian that I claim I am. Yeah, but in reality, you know, we shouldn't do that because if we show these non-believers what we went through and how we were back then, but yep. how we're changed now because God did that to us. That's a powerful thing. They can see the transformation that he made in our lives. All right, guys, so I think we're going to get into the seventh day now. So if you guys want to follow along, I'm going to be in Exodus Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. And this is going to be the seventh day where this is the day of rest and this is the Sabbath day. So remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall do labor and do all, all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within my gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and sea and all all in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Okay, so we're going to jump back down to verses 8 and 9. So on number 8 it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And this kind of ties in to number 9, that, on the Sabbath day, we need to keep it holy and do not any labor and not do any work. So, you know, we have our work week. We work five, six days, whatever it may be. But we need to have that one day that we rest, which is the Sabbath day. You know, God made an example that he rests on that seventh day, which he didn't. I mean, he didn't have to because he's a perfect God. You know, he don't get tired. But if he gives us that example that we need to rest, then we need to. not, You know, not just physically, but we need to rest mentally. We need to rest spiritually. We need to have that one day to like kind of recuperate and to have that one day just to focus on Him. That way, like, so if we recuperate, and we we could, we use the Sabbath day as on Sunday because that's when we have church and everything. But we can use that day as a way, like you said, to recuperate, and that way our mind is fresh for the coming week so that when we face people and we face temptations, we can be prepared. So something, sort of like you said. Yeah, and it's so powerful, too, because if God had to rest— I mean, if God rested after working six days, you know, that definitely needs, we, we definitely need to. I mean, if the the creator of everything, the God Almighty that rests, I mean, why wouldn't we rest? Yeah, he's kind of showing us that, hey, I'm resting. And if you want to be like me, you need that day of rest. And you we need should to, try to be like God, how he exactly, made us in our own image. Exactly. So, and then also keeping it holy kind of means focusing on Jesus that whole day. 
Because when you recuperate, you need to refresh your mind with biblical verses. You need to refresh your mind with the gospel and kind of dive into some details. And there's a lot of talk about the Sabbath day. You know, is it really Sunday? Is it Saturday? Because the Saturday is the end of the week. I mean, we really don't know the exact date. It doesn't tell us in the Bible that, hey, you know, it's Sunday. Hey, it's Saturday. We really don't know. And, you know, I don't know necessarily. Like, there's, you know, people have different work schedules. People, yeah. not everybody works Monday through Friday. You know, like, especially, like, if you work retail. Like, there's people that work full-time at my work. You know, they might work Thursday through Tuesday one, 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 I'm sorry, yeah, Thursday through Tuesday one week, and then the next week they might work Monday through Friday. Might be totally different. But I believe that, you know, not necessarily that the Sabbath day, you know, Sunday has to be your Sabbath day, but as long as you just take the time out of your day to have that one day of the week that you do rest and that you do, you know, that you do rest spiritually in Him and do what He says, I believe that is your Sabbath day. I think it's... Kind of like, sort of like you said, if you work five days a week, I think your sixth or seventh day needs to be your Sabbath day. If you work six days a week, take time on that seventh day on your day off to make that make it your Sabbath day. Make it your time that you spend time with Jesus, that you point to Him, that you give Him thanks for your past week, and start reading. Just pray that He will refresh your mind and calm you down. And I believe that um, really the reason why we got Sunday out of this is what everybody thinks is, really back probably 40, 50 years ago, because I know, like, I know probably some of you guys that are watching this have watched the show Andy Griffith's show. Like, back in those times, on Sunday, everything was closed. The only thing that was open was church in the morning and in the evening. Everything else was closed, and all they did was pretty much rest the whole day, which is what it says in the Bible. And I believe that that's the reason why people think that that Sabbath day is that day, because people have used that for an example for so many years. And a, a big thing that me and my family talk about is not going out to eat on Sundays. And the reason that we believe in that is because if the church people didn't go out to eat on Sundays, didn't go shopping, didn't go do whatever, the people that work on Sunday would not have a reason to work. So that would give them more opportunity to have that free time to come to church. If we would stop taking up their time, stop going out and making them work, because we really are, we may not think about it, but because we're going there, there has to be somebody there. Yeah, if, uh, let's say if everybody, like especially around where we live, I'd say the good majority are Christians, or at least claim to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, you know, up north or out west, but I know like we live like in the Bible Belt where we live. But if we stop going to all these restaurants on Sundays, they won't have enough business to stay open. So there'll be no reason for them to open on Sundays, which would give everybody that day to rest. Exactly like Chick-fil-A. I mean, if everybody done what Chick-fil-A does, all that example closed on Sunday... I guarantee you there would be a lot more people in the church house. And it's not like these businesses are going to hurt from that. Chick-fil- yeah. I mean, Chick-fil-A closes every Sunday. You know, they're still thriving every day throughout the week. Monday through Saturday, man, it is lined out, oh, yeah. out to the road. It's crazy. Especially if you're listening to this podcast and you live in northeast Tennessee or southwest Virginia, <sighs> and you go to that Chick-fil-A on Stone Drive, I mean, it's backed up all the time through, like, IHOP. It's the people in the southeast live off Chick-fil-A. And pals. <laughs> yeah, and pals. That's just no, the man. two main things. You know, you got God's chicken and you got pals. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're used to it. So I'm going to kind of go over uh, one verse number 10 again. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord, which we already kind of talked about this. Mm-hmm. Nor uh, not do any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within my gates. So on this, you know, on this day, you shouldn't have to make your son or your daughter work as well. Because I know sometimes that people are very hard on their kids and make them work. You know, like when they're not working, when they're not at school, make them do a bunch of stuff at home. Like, 
Jacob, which is a good friend of me and Brayden's, mm-hmm. we haven't really talked to him in a while, but you know they have a farm, and they have to do stuff with that cattle, and they have to, I mean, pretty much his his dad Frank works they have him, to care for it. Yeah, works him throughout the week, and really on that seventh day, you shouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's your day of rest. We and you should prepare for that the day before or the week before. I think, and like it says, know your male servant, know your female servant. The first time I read this, I kind of took it like if you have a maid. That's what I like took that. It said maid servant, man servant. But now that I'm thinking about it, if you think about it, you have female and male workers in your restaurants, your fast food places, your supermarkets. That could also be our servants because they're serving us when we go there. So it's also saying, again, don't make them serve you. Yeah, like you yeah. said, nor your son, nor your daughter. Don't make them work either. Yeah, I really never thought about that, Braden, what you just said. You know, when I read this, like, man, servant, maid, servant, I was thinking maybe if you have a butler or a maid, yeah. you shouldn't make them work on that day. You should give them that day of rest. But I never really thought about the people serving you at a restaurant, which is very true. I just never really thought about it. I didn't head. think about it until I was just sitting here right now. So let me go over uh, the last verse real quick. So, for in six days God made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that them is and rest of the seventh day where, th- where therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The Lord, he made everything that is that is what we are today in six days. Now, he didn't make everything all at once because like we talked about, he made he made the stuff. I mean, he made these things and made them multiply across the earth. And then he rested the seventh day. So this just, you know, we already went over this. Just just kind of goes back to how, you know, if God rests that day and he gives us that example. We need just, We just need to follow him. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know what the word hallowed means, but it means holy. It's he's he blessed he blessed the Sabbath day because that's the day he rested and he made it holy. So if he makes it holy and we want to be like him, we also have to make it holy so that we set an example for everybody else. I mean, yeah, we have to follow that. Yeah. All right, guys, this is going to be the end of the podcast. I appreciate you guys sticking with us through all three parts of the creation. This is the end of the creation series. We went through all the seven days. Um, if you haven't seen the first two parts, please go back and watch them. It's really, really good. We had Clark on both of those, and we had some really, really good conversations. We learned a lot throughout the process, and I did. I don't. Did you learn a lot, Cole? Oh, yeah, definitely. We definitely took a deep dive into yeah. everything to really focus on every little detail that I've never really looked at or thought about when I was a little kid when I went over this. Yeah, I mean, you can read it several, several times, but every time, if you deep dive into it, you learn a lot more than you would, but... We really do appreciate you guys' support on watching all this. So I pray that you take it into your heart and uh, learn something from it and really stop and think about it. So we're going to end in prayer real quick, and Cole's going to lead us. My dear Lord, thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for giving us the strength to be able to do this podcast and to be able to focus on your word and to really uh, give this lesson to you guys. And I just really pray that you take this into your hearts and use it for your lives and use it throughout your week, and that it will make you a stronger person, a stronger Christian to get closer to God. And I just uh, hope that y'all are going to be safe throughout the week and have a really good rest of the week. Um, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I'll catch you guys next week. Adios.